by bro hey 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 welcome to the show <laughs> that's good so today we are recapping our largest annual event disrupt hr ybr yeah 400 people gathered at science world two weeks ago now and we really love being able to be the ones who host the conversation that in this case almost 14 people took the stage we say almost for a reason, stay tuned for why. And it's a beautiful way to give back to the HR community that we get to play with and dance with and work alongside. And you know, some are friends, some are strangers, some are clients. And it's just so cool to see us all come together. I couldn't agree more. And I mean, one of the many reasons I love having this business with you is our commitment to playing and supporting the community in our own backyard. Totally. And being here in Vancouver, it's really easy to just get locked away in little offices and doing work or pending, you know, how you work as an entrepreneur, you're chasing clients and chasing the hustle. And the purpose of Disrupt is to meet people and bring people together. And it was, I really felt like this event was the, was a chance that strangers became friends and community gathered. And I looked out and there were so many people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful that we were able to create such a neat experience. And I really wanted to come back to the podcast and summarize how the night went and the disruptive nuggets that we learned and that we walked away with um, so that perhaps people on the podcast that are listening from far and wide, that's you, Tom. I know that you're over in the UK. That you <laughs> you get the perspective of, of how the night went down. Yeah. So first of all, why don't we kick off a few of the disruptive nuggets that we intentionally created within the event, and then let's dive into speakers. So events, man. I feel like you and I have been to a number of different conferences, offsites, HR events. And I think the big thing that people, like one of the things that people recognized was instead of just hosting an event where our friends or our contacts in high places get featured on a stage, we actually opened up the speaker application to draw from the genius that exists in Vancouver. And from that, we were able to highlight a lot of visible and invisible diversities that exist within the thought leaders of HR, of people, of the work of working with humans. And I thought that first and foremost was the coolest part so that it wasn't just selecting the, the title, the role. It really was about selecting the idea. Yeah, beyond gender, beyond title, to your point. And I know, you, you know we mentioned it's Disrupt HR, but I think it's fair to say that that audience is beyond HR totally. as well. Yeah. And so there are conversations that are beyond HR. You know, in the name of visible or invisible diversity, I think one excellent thing that we do is our washroom signage and we create a toilet sign thanks to Jesse Hutton that it's simply a toilet and for the night anyone can enter any toilet mm -hmm. I think that's brilliant and I love the the shock that some people get where they're like which one do I go into it's like whichever one you want absolutely and this year we were really committed to decreasing our waste and of course we're allergic to plastic water bottles 
And so we actually handed out reusable water bottles pre-filled with water to 400 people as they arrived because we know, A, waiting in lines or waiting in general, you want to be hydrated. And noon, one of our sponsors for the event actually helped people add some electrolytes and some good hydration to their water. And that felt really on brand instead of opening up the bar to get the event started. No single-use plastic. No single-use plastic. Amen. And then one of our big best ideas, I think, was making sure this year we had childcare. This was our fifth Disrupt HR uh, that we hosted, the eighth Disrupt HR in Vancouver. And over the course of us as hosts, we've really heard from parents and guardians that I would love to do this, but I have to pick up my kid, or it's really hard to find the babysitter. And it was removing a whole population from the event. And so whenever we gather people together, it's not only important to know and acknowledge and, and appreciate the people that are there, but also to look at the people who aren't there and why aren't they there. And so by providing childcare, we actually saw some more parents and uh, guardians take the, the option of attending because they got to like, A, fast track the line and drop off their kiddo with a professional nanny that we have on site. It's so cool. Mind your munchkin. That was an awesome idea. And what a great venue at Science World. I mean, we finished the event and I walked down and I saw a room full of kiddos playing. And I just thought it was so awesome. Yeah. Oh man. In the name of green, we also should have mentioned that it was a plant-based event. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to the day where we, we don't even need to declare this to be so disruptive. Yet the reality is it is a very conscious choice that we make mm-hmm. to choose plant-based food. Yeah. And that's super special. And I'm glad we're also aligned at Team Corker on that. Yeah. Meat and cheese, see you later. Let's get more greens in our diet. Absolutely. And those were all carefully curated from the team at Turf for us. We also had Vega bars, I should mention. Oh, yeah. Vega bars. We had vegan popcorn and turf treats. And the cool thing is, it's like, to your point, it wasn't actually like a big deal. It was just like, this is what you're eating. And it's delicious. So enjoy. Absolutely. And parking sucks around the venue. We know that. Parking is tough in Vancouver. Full stop. Cities want need to get rid of cars. So (laughs) Moby Bikes, your favorite bike sharing program in Vancouver, they sponsored a full day for all of our attendees. And you could have a 30-minute ride on Moby at any point during the day. So whether it's to get to the event, to get home from the event, we wanted to make sure people A had access to a way that was more sustainable, that you didn't have to pay for parking. And if you didn't want to use Moby Bikes, Transit was just right by the venue as well. Absolutely. And lastly, this isn't the first time yet. I'm grateful that we continue to invest in this resource. And that was we had two people providing sign language at the front of the room. So for anybody who needed to experience the event via sign language, that was an option. And I think that, again, to your point, you don't know who does or doesn't need it, yet to know that the event is accessible for somebody in that way to experience it feels so important. Totally. And then, holy cow, we had a lineup of speakers that I'm so proud of. And we worked with the speakers on helping them hone in their talk because at Disrupt HR, it's a five-minute timed presentation, meaning they have a PowerPoint presentation that goes on behind them, 20 slides, 15 seconds each slide. It's timed so that the slides rotate automatically after 15 seconds. And when they're done, there's a slide that says the end. And so you know if they're done or not. 
And it is, uh, like speaking from experience, it is one of the toughest formats to speak. I can do a one hour keynote so much easier than this format. Because pressure, baby. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, and I have to be succinct. I have to get my idea across. There's no fluff, it's all goodness. And it actually leaves the audience wanting more. We had an after party after the program and people were like, oh, it sparked dialogue. It sparked ideation. It sparked conversation rather than listening to an hour and being like, I totally could never do that at my company. Yeah, absolutely. To kick us off was Ursula. Oh gosh. So our show opener was Urs. She is my coach and somebody that we work with at Team Corker. And her question was, what is it time for? And one of the questions she asked that I thought was so profound was, are you making memories you want to remember? Mm-hmm. And she is also a Kundalini yoga teacher. And so had us moving our bodies until, you know, the blood was out of our arms and, movement is really important to us. So it always feels like the perfect way to kick off this show with a little bit of movement, some intentional questions, and then we sit down to our lineup of speakers. And the first person to take the stage was a teen. It was our youngest speaker that we've ever had on the Disrupt HR stage. And we're really passionate about bringing in young people because so often they don't get the opportunity to speak in front of adults. So for me, what was really beautiful was having True Wilson take the stages as a trans woman who was really a great example of how she actually went against the Catholic school board here in Vancouver and created the first gender identity and orientation policy in the Catholic school system, probably in North America. And she showcased to me that how adults are actually restricting the progress for the youth and how we as adults can often be not only not ready, but also the limiting factor of the progress that we think we're trying to make. And with True being someone that would be an intern, a co-op student, the new generation entering our workforce, I just think of her story of like adults made it difficult. And I'm like, man, as a kid, to be like, how are we not supporting our kids in this way? Absolutely. And one of the most profound things you said that evening was for us to be mindful that True is nearing the end of high school. So she will be our next intern. She's the next generation of people to hire. And when you hear these stories, I really hope it gives pause for thought of leadership as to how they're you know, hiring and making these choices. I really am grateful that you were such a stand for bringing on the next generation to the stage every time. And I'm also mindful that they only had five minutes for their presentation and we have five minutes to riff through the next 13 people that took the stage. Are you ready for it, Rick? Let's do this. He loves a clock like I do. Okay, I want you to kick us off with Gavin. So Gavin Du, he's the founder of the Forum for Millennial Leadership. He's looking at why is the issue in government BC is that we don't have millennial representation at the table and therefore we're being forgotten about. And his whole pitch is that millennials aren't already ready to lead, but they're already leading and it's just not in government. And so what can we do to encourage more people to actually be at the table? Because someone once said, if you're not at the table, you're being what's served on the table. Oh. And so I was like, ooh, good one, Gavin. Way yeah. to go. 
All right, next up we had Kevin Rutherford. Kevin's the CEO of Noon, and he riffed in a beautiful way about uh, a clean product, clean planet, clean sport, and what they are doing really as a hydration company to go against the big guns that we all know as Gatorade. And I think it's the epitome of an innovative and disruptive organization. And it's cool to hear from a CEO who's doing big things, so it's not just like, wouldn't it be nice if we were committed to cleaning up our planet, but like here's a company that actually is doing something about it. So it's not just a pie in the sky idea that we need to like get on board with. It's like people are already doing it and you're late to the game if you're still handing out reusable water bottles at your next offsite. Absolutely. Kelsey and Daryl, holy cow. Wait, you forgot Drake. Oh, I know. I was getting there. So Daryl has a seeing eye uh, dog or a guide dog and Drake, the dog, actually was who connected Kelsey and Daryl together. And it was so fantastic. They talked about trust. And the whole presentation was on trust. What really resonated with me from that was, this is a timed PowerPoint presentation that someone had to work together on. And one of those members can't even see the slides. Let's just talk about the embodiment of what trust at scale looks like. And I thought that they did such a great job at really embodying what it means to trust someone else, be vulnerable, be open, and decrease the perceived risks associated with it. Absolutely. And Kelsey is the VP of Talent at SAP, and she's working with Daryl on this work inside a huge organization. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see that at work. Totally. Tell us about Salima, bro. Salima, wow. She leads that talent acquisition at Pay by Phone. She's the one who recruited one of our own away from us to work at Pay by Phone. So we love will, you, Sam. We will never let you live that down, but we love you for it. <laughs> and Salima talked about how Pay by Phone was going through a values realignment. What landed with me was that if your organization is going through a values realignment, how are you helping your employees understand their values and if they still align? And how are you then changing your recruiting process to align with the new values that your company is espousing? And doing that self-identity work is really important. Yeah, I appreciated Salima's truth bombs about basically don't change me and let me show up for being in my strengths of who I am and hire me for that. Totally. I thought it was so profound and impeccable. We also had Jody take the stage, and Jody Ray works for the federal government, or the feds, as it's called. <laughs> and with the feds, she's a free agent, and that means there's 80 people that work in a bit of a community environment to jump into different projects and then jump out of them and it just creates a whole new employee experience and she is part of that and it was her opportunity to say that I don't have to fit within an org chart to still do really interesting and meaningful work and be a professional mama and tuck my kids into bed without having anxiety that there's more work to be done and Jody, thank you for sharing the story of how awesome it is for the federal government. And Frank, like the federal government has a program that allows people to live outside of an org chart and filter, like go from project to project to project. Like, so cool. If your company is claiming to be innovative and doesn't have a system that is at least as innovative as that as the federal mm-hmm. government, like check yourselves. Absolutely. All right. 
Next, oh my gosh, Emma. She is a talent advisor at the Vancouver Airport Authority. So she works at the airport. The airport is one of the best brands to work for, consistently recognized in Vancouver as a top employer. And she shared about what it meant to actually be authentic in your recruitment process. And my favorite line was when someone asks her, you know, what are the perks of your job? And she's like, well, there's, there's lunchtime yoga, but I never go to it. And I just thought that that was so legit in terms of the call to action of, are we selling things to our candidates that we actually take part in or create? Are we just selling the culture or are we helping create the culture? Totally. All right. We also had Ed Blunderfield and he wrapped up the show of our main speakers on the Disrupt stage. And he is working on an AI platform to help really humanize the experience. And he said that he is creating a platform that is a better listener and a better leader than you are. And he did it in such a beautiful and gentle way that just said, how do we keep us all more human and how do we leverage AI, not out of fear, but actually helping us be more empathetic and what an incredible tool and, and a great, you know, hat tip to our mental health mm -hmm. and how we can be in these conversations that we might otherwise be afraid to have or not, not know how to have. And I think that that is such the, like, that's the nugget. We don't know how to have the conversations, but conversational AI is programmed to have the conversation. So not only do we reap the benefit of being on the receiving end of someone who knows how to have the conversation, but then we get trained of what questions to ask when supporting someone with a mental health concern. Absolutely. All right, we've got to go rapid fire super fast here. I'm going to hit it. We had a panel interrupt the show halfway through. We had four awesome speakers take the stage and bro led this conversation. They had 90 seconds each to drop what was the most destructive thing they could do right now and what did they want to do about it. And you led that conversation so brilliantly. So we're going to do this super fast. You have one line and that's it. Cut me off. Kobe. Kobe talked about how it's important to speak up regardless of where you are on the org chart because your voice matters. And if your employer doesn't like your voice, then leave that employer. Well said. Paulina and her two-week-old baby. Took the stage. The mama came to play. She spoke about how it is important to bring your kid to work or to talk about your kid at work because we are expected to parent like we don't have work work that we like we aren't a parent and she said we need to change how we support people on parental leave so that people can actually be supported in their careers going forward all right and we had colin our monk colin oh man one he, truth bomb he said don't make people's emotions your emergency so beautiful and lastly we had jess which it said stop telling people to follow their passions and get people aligned to their purpose instead Oh, that was beautiful. And our surprise guest right at the end was our dear friend Seth Godin. He recorded a video from New York to help us remember our language that we aren't actually looking for talent leaders. We need to hire for skill. And he said, turn the lights on and go forth and make a ruckus. And with that, I think it's very exciting to share that we are jamming with Seth on what a fall event could look like together. And it's our commitment to keep the lights on and make a ruckus. Amen. Bro, we gotta wrap this cast. Hey, what's making your heartbeat faster? Oh, golly. It's the summer, and instead of chasing start lines myself in the next month, I am chasing some serious cheerleading start lines, and I'm headed to Europe to do so, and I 
feel actually euphorically excited about it. <laughs> um, you. My, what's making my heart beat faster are the raptors. Oh, like, snap. You know, like, hashtag we are the north. I don't, I may burn some bridges here, but I don't actually care very much about basketball in general. But the fact that the raptors, the first Canadian team to make the NBA finals nice. in a really long time, it's just like a big freaking deal. And our community is rallied around. And it's just like fun to support to just support for fun. I needs to be said, this is the first time a team north of the border has made the finals mm. ever. So this is called history. And we should make note that we are recording this the night before game six. Right. So heart beats faster. By the time this is published, we'll see. <laughs> How'd we do? <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. Until next time.